Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show. It's very dramatic. Well, I was going to say the the word that you don't like to hear. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. (laughs) To be professional. I appreciate that. Your professionalism came off as like Morgan Freeman. Or the beginning of the Twilight Zone. (laughs) It's Tuesday. (laughs) In an unassuming village. (laughs) This Midwestern man is about to discover. <laughs> All right, what's coming uh, up on today's sorry. show, Matt? <laughs> uh, today's show, we continue to examine a viral song that asks tough questions of God. Uh, plus the latest news, random facts, and more. But first, it is... October 22nd! And we got some holidays to celebrate. What do we got? Okay, number one, we got National Knee Day. Woo! I like my knees. Knee, as in K-N-E-E. Knee. The joints that connect your thighs to your calves. The knee. The knee The knee connects the muscles too? No, it does not connect the <laughs> muscles. It definitely does not connect. But I don't know the names of the bones for your... I know, I know one's a femur. Femur and... I think it's just a thigh bone, isn't it? Femur and a foamer. I don't know. All right. It's also International Caps Lock Day. <laughs> now I had to say it loud, yep. but I couldn't say Type it. Type all your messages in caps I today. I couldn't say it like angrily because there were no exclamation marks that right. followed it. You got to have the exclamation to be angry about it. Yep. Just but saying. this last one's my mess, my 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 excited one. Your my my most excited one. Okay, that's Maybe apparently excited. In... Excited. <laughs> excited. Uh, it's eat a pretzel day. Woo! Pretzel day, y'all. All right. But here's the thing. The only good pretzel, and I used to be a super fan of like rolled goat, rolled gold. Roll gold. What is it? Road gold. Road gold. Is it? <laughs> it's gold something. Rolled gold. Is yeah. it rolled yeah. gold? Because now that doesn't sound right. But they spelled it like gold. So it was R-O-L-D gold. Okay. Rolled gold. So I used to be a super fan of those kind of pretzels, you know? Yeah. But now the only kind of pretzel to eat is a soft pretzel. Does that mean I'm old? <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the pretzel I don't need to chew all that. Exactly. <laughs> it hurts my teeth. <laughs> uh, no, because I've always loved soft pretzels far more than hard pretzels. Yeah. I like hard pretzels just fine, but I love me a soft pretzel. Agreed. And that's why I'm thinking of The Office with Stanley on Pretzel Day. Or Michael Scott, who got 18 different toppings on one pretzel. <laughs> you, my friend, know that I hate The Office. I don't oh, know why right. you continue. I don't know why you hate The Office. You're clearly wrong. No one knows why I hate The Office. <laughs> Listen, I had one person in my corner, and now she's not even in my corner anymore. <laughs> she converted. She did! Thanks a lot, April. <laughs> Way to go, April. <gasps> See, I knew I liked you. Whatever. See, and she's our, like, tried and true listener every week, so. <laughs> oh, but is man. she a Patreon? I'm totally calling her out. Uh, actually, actually, oh, 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 she is. She, she totally I think is. she is, yeah. Pretty Never sure, mind. yeah. Be like April. <laughs> Be like April. If you're a listener and you tune in and you laugh at us, be like April and support us. Monetarily, 
so that we can continue doing this. There you go. I did the sponsor for you. Oh, you yeah. don't even have to do it now. Patreon.com slash radio. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them Mo sent you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is time for our 11th commandments. Uh, for those of you who don't recall, when you join our Facebook group, Back Row Baptist Church, you're asked three questions. Two of them are just basically to prove that you know what you're getting yourself into. But the last one is a test. See how funny you are, and that is if you could write your own 11th commandment, what would it be? And uh, we've got a few that we're going to share today. Okay, this is something that I really need to address with you. It yeah. is a couple. We have a couple that we're going to address today. I'm sorry. How much, how, what does few stand for in your mind? Three or more. Three or more? Okay. Well, oh, well there's got to be a, a cap, right? No. Because you couldn't say... Few and mean ten. So if I say a lot <laughs> or many uh-huh. or a bunch, then that's like more than ten. Okay. See, in my that's mind, that's like from I, eight and above. In my mind, I've always assumed few meant two or three, because uh, that's no. always a thing. Yeah, two or three. That's a thing. You and have so a, a and then you have a couple, which is two. Yeah. Duh. Sure. And then you've got a few, which could be like three to seven. Okay. I feel like I feel like. You're in the majority of that. So I'm willing to concede that you are right. Thank you. <laughs> Will that change? Can me? I like can I, I get don't a know. <laughs> can I get a sound bite of that? Like just on repeat? You are right. You are right. One of the things I've you learned are right. <laughs> now that I'm older than Jesus was <laughs> is that I'm not always right. <laughs> isn't that isn't that sad? It is that a weird, we are it's a weird older thing than to Jesus. think about. Yeah. I think John Acuff did a whole post about that on Stuff Christians Like, about realizing that you're older than Jesus was on earth. It's a hard, it's a it's a hard pill to swallow. Weird thing. Okay, uh, here are our couple of 11th <laughs> commandments. <laughs> our first one comes from Drake Tungsten. Uh, he says, well, I'm assuming your gender here. Sorry, Drake. He says... <laughs> what are your, we need another question. What are your pronouns? <laughs> He says, thou shalt not keep your hands in your pockets during worship. Breach. Even if they're not raised to the sky. Don't put your hands in your pockets. <laughs> yeah, that just appears that you're closed off you're and you're not your receiving anything. Closing your heart off. Yeah. I can I can get on board with that. <laughs> and our second one comes from Emily Roselia. Roselia. So. Yeah. Uh, and this one, 100%, thou shalt not eat someone else's leftovers. See, I don't understand why people do this at all. Not just because it's rude, but you because... You don't know who made that. But yeah, you don't know what's in it most of the time, especially if it's something like a casserole or something You like look that. at it and you're like, oh, this looks good. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, but I relate most of my life to Friends episodes, Mm -hmm. and so I just go back to the episode where Ross's boss ate his Thanksgiving leftover sandwich that had the moist maker in it. I remember that one. You ate my sandwich? My sandwich? You threw it away? You threw most of it away? Yeah. That would totally be me. And then have to go to anger management and be put on horse tranquilizers because apparently you've got an anger issue with people eating your food. No, this doesn't... Uh, I don't think this has ever happened to me like in a workplace or anything like that. But there was one time that Deidre ate my leftovers from some restaurant that we went to because she thought that I had said she could have them. But I did not say that. 
And I remember just being incensed <laughs> for a few minutes. I was just betrayed. Matt doesn't share food. It was like, we might be getting divorced. <laughs> Was so mad. So I'm pretty sure. Just for 30 seconds or so. I'm pretty sure I have accidentally ate your food. My at, food? At CR. And you had a plate oh, of pizza yeah. in I the mean, microwave. That's technically not leftovers, but yeah. I mean, that's it was leftovers. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, more, look, there's pizza in like, here. That was more like I take a bite. set aside. Oh, I bet this was Matt's someone pizza. Ate my, someone <laughs> ate my set aside pizza that was clearly put on a plate for someone that wasn't you. And you ate it. But see, I just thought it was leftover. <laughs> I thought it was extra. So I'm like, hey, yeah, I'll no, take this pizza pizza. You definitely weren't the only one that's done that to me. <laughs> it's come to the point now that I definitely take my food before anybody else gets it and yeah. go and put it in the sound booth. <laughs> <laughs> so I can finish making the service and eat. Well, at least you've learned. So. <laughs> there, a bit of a news update for you. One of, the, one of Oreo's wackiest... Cookie Creations is officially coming back this winter. Last year, Mondelez, Oreo's parent company, released a treat dubbed The Most Stuff, a cookie with three times the filling of a traditional Oreo. Initially, The Most Stuff was supposed to be a limited release, but due to its popular demand, a spokesperson for the cookie company confirmed to Today Food that they will indeed be back in the coming months. The rep added that they're will be even more stuff to share soon so stay tuned but would not elaborate further uh so yeah looks like this will be at least a seasonal offering every year have you had one of the most stuff ones Mm -mm. see i've had the mega stuff ones which were also supposed to be limited time but now are forever always always. yeah i love those i think the the mega stuff ones are the perfect for my taste anyway the perfect ratio of cream to cookie. Really? Yeah. Especially with like dunking them. The best. See, and I'm totally fine with the original. <laughs> I, I hate the original. <laughs> I'm totally fine with the original. But I had the most stuff when it came out. I tried the most stuff. I feel like two of those and I have diabetes. Really? It was so overly sweet. Huh. You could barely taste the cookie part. It huh. was awful, in my opinion. Hmm. But people can't get enough. Well, you know. I mean, most people still want Oreo to release. There, you know, take that Oreo standard three tray uh, or three row tray. Mm-hmm. Fill the middle tray with just the icing and just cookies on the other two, and you basically dip your own cookie. That's like one of the biggest petitions for Oreo. Please Heck come out. No. With that. <laughs> Heck no. But you don't want to build your own? No. Put your right amount of filling? No. <laughs> Plus, I don't feel like the filling would stay good for very long. Like, you got to eat that Probably thing not, yeah. within just a few days. That or have individual wells that you could peel yeah. as you go. No. It would be a I am not on board it with this. It would be quite a feat. <laughs> I want to know who these people are so I can have a conversation with them. When we come back, we are going to be talking about some creative consequences for your kids. Stick around.
Back Row Radio is a commercial-free ministry that is partially funded by our Patreon donors. If you like what we do here at Back Row Radio and you'd like to support us financially, please visit patreon.com slash backrowradio. Doc, I love my wife. I love everything about her. Uh Uh-huh. So, tell me, why are you both here in family counseling? Oh, he says he loves me, but I don't believe a word of it. I don't know why she says that. There's nothing I wouldn't do for her. Nothing? Doctor, ask him about his Friday afternoons. Okay, so Mr. Smith... Oh, she always brings that up. Just because I have lunch with my ex-girlfriend every Friday, she gets all worried. I keep telling her that there's nothing going on. Well, if you know it really bothers her, why don't you stop having lunch with your ex-girlfriend? Doc, I dedicate my whole life to my wife, but I need to have one area that's for me. I'm not asking too much, am I? God promised to bless those who are obedient. If you love God, do you show it in all areas of your life? Or are you holding back something you call your own? Morning show on this Tuesday morning. Glad to have you with us, Matt and Mo here in the studio. Kick off hour two with five random facts. Five random, random facts. facts. Okay, I need to make an actual theme song so you will stop singing. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because you expect me to be a part of it, and I don't want to. <laughs> zero confidence in my singing ability which is why i never ever ever sang a solo it was always a duet so i had somebody else to blame when it didn't turn out good you always did great and now you just like threw sand right in my eyes it's not that you're singing bad it's that i hate the song you're so mean see if i come back next week well, your track record. I feel a cough coming on. <laughs> I feel my my throat falling out. <laughs> I'll never speak again. <laughs> I'll find a way to that sing. That is your though. only excuse <laughs> to uh, come back is if your throat falls off. <laughs> I'm stuck here forever. <laughs> okay. Five random facts. Number Here we one, go. pizza is a healthier breakfast option than most American cereals, according to a 2018 study. I remember hearing yeah, about I this. Yeah, I remember that too. Yep. That was a big news story. <laughs> yeah. And I can get behind it. Yeah. I'm, that's not saying pizza is a good healthy option. It's just saying cereals <laughs> are than not pure sugar cereal. Yeah. <laughs> um, in California, it's illegal to eat frogs that have died in frog jumping contests. 
Got That's it. A very specific law. Yeah. I mean, if they were in a frog hopping contest, that's okay. But not a frog jumping. But not the ones that jumped, okay? <laughs> um, it's illegal to hunt or kill a Sasquatch in the state of Washington since they would be endangered if they were real. It's legal in Texas, though. <laughs> Duh. Because <laughs> Texas. Um... Kara would be so happy. She'd mount that thing to her wall like nobody's business. Is that a, a man in a fur suit? <laughs> no, it's a Sasquatch. No, it's Sasquatch. Totally I didn't kill him. a human and put him in a bear costume. <laughs> oh, people would think that Florida would be the closest state to Africa because it's the most southeastern state but a small peninsula off the coast of maine called cody head quaddy head i think quaddy head is only 3154 miles from uh, why do you put things like this <laughs> el beruza beruza yeah. yeah morocco so maine is technically the closest state to africa isn't that weird <sighs> geography is not my thing <laughs> So, like, while I get that, yeah, Maine is our northernmost state and it is somehow closest to Africa, okay, whatever. That's how I feel about that. Continental state, anyway. Okay. Isn't Alaska technically our northernmost state? Or is it off to the side? Is is it not northern? I don't really know. I just, I literally (laughs) just said geography is not my thing. It's hard to imagine, like, a, a flat map and then rolling it up into a globe. Because everything that I know about geography comes from a flat map. I've never really examined a globe all that closely. So doing that in my brain is hard. Because I figure globing things up would change stuff. Globing things up. (laughs) Okay. In medieval Europe, it was thought that hearing an owl meant someone was about to die because owls were thought to be witches. And they were thought to signify doom, death, and destruction. Ooh. But well. now we think that witches, like, now with witches, owls <laughs> signify wisdom. Now we think witches are cool. Now we think Harry witches Potter are awesome. <laughs> I mean, if all witches were like Harry. <laughs> but even in those movies, they're not. All right, news, more food news. What? Wendy's has unveiled its full breakfast menu. Ahead of its launch early next year, the fast food chain announced in September it was entering the hyper-competitive time slot of breakfast. The full menu consists of nine sandwiches. Three are on croissants, including two options with eggs, uh, sausage, egg, and Swiss cheese, or bacon, egg, and Swiss cheese. They're going the Swiss route instead of the American or cheddar. Of cheddar. Uh, and cheddar. a maple bacon chicken croissant. Hmm, that one sounds good. Yeah. For sides, it's adding fruit seasoned potato wedges, which I think sound amazing. Mm-hmm. And sausage gravy, which not a lot of breakfast places have. <gasps> Wendy's is also rolling out a brand new blend of coffee next year. I know where I'm stopping on Saturdays from now on. <laughs> the the what honestly what really intrigues me and makes me want to try it is just the potato wedges. Seasoned really? potato wedges for breakfast, yeah. Because I love me a good potato-based breakfast. And it's hard to find good potatoes for breakfast at fast food places. Oh, yeah. 
I was going to say, I'll just give you my recipe. <laughs> I don't want to cook it's them. It's pretty easy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I mean, you got McDonald's hash browns, which are always pretty good. Sure. Every other hash brown, eh, hit or miss. Burger King's used to be good, but at least our Burger King here now uses a heavily, a heavily noticeable sunflower oil. We don't eat Burger King anymore. Why? Because they're a bunch of turds. <laughs> Just our local Burger King? Just or? our local okay, Burger yeah. King. Yeah, I'll agree to that too. It's like everybody that works there is on their third, second chance. <laughs> Nobody wants to work there, apparently. <laughs> You know, I should... Okay, so our Burger King for real did fire five people like Oh, that. right, because of the thing. Yeah. I forgot all about that. So I shouldn't like... I shouldn't be bashing them because the people in higher position did what's right. But, you know. Our Burger King was the Burger King where... It made national news, drew, let me tell y'all. The, uh, they drew the pig on the... A police, on officers. police officer's burger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He rather. came in uniform, came through the drive-thru. They... Drew a pig on it and then poorly cooked it. Completely burnt the meat to yeah. where it was no longer edible. Yeah. Just a terrible, terrible, terrible show I of... I forgot all about that. Yeah. And we actually know the police officer. He's a pretty awesome dude. Yeah. And... Yeah. Well, anyway, there has Made national news, though. That's what, like... <laughs> that's what Clovis is known for. Hash browns taste like sunflower seeds. That's all I was trying to say. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's just no good no good potato options. Taco Bell, I guess, they have their Fiesta potatoes, which are all right. But, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to seasoned potato wedges. I'm excited for I'm Wendy's. I love Wendy's. Wendy's is good. Wendy's I is a top tier fast food restaurant. Yes. Yeah. They have good salads. They have the four for four, which I feel like you cannot beat. Yeah. Kids meals as... for two bucks. Yeah. When they're not like wimpy kids meals either. Yeah. It's a good deal. I love Wendy's. Wendy's, not a sponsor. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm about ready to be done with McDonald's forever. Well, you know. Just every time I go, I'm like, why did I come here? It wasn't great. Here's a good thing, though. <laughs> we have three in our small town for you to choose from, yeah. so... <laughs> All I want in this life is a Chick-fil-A or a Whataburger to open here. That's all I want. They're all around us. In every big city around us. Some even smaller than us. I know. Why can't you just open one here? Somebody, please. They're, you know, and they keep giving us all these shoddy reasons. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's a whole bunch of malarkey. Because, (laughs) like you just said, they have them in smaller towns than us. Uh I hear some argument about, well, we can't actually consider the base population to be part of Clovis population. So because of that, your population isn't large enough for us to feel like we can have a franchise there. All those base people will be eating there. (laughs) Most of them live in the town. They will come here. They will eat. (laughs) True story. For real. And listen, we have so much stinking land. There's no reason that we can't. And please, if we ever do, do not put it. Do not put it on Prince. Please. (laughs) I don't care. Put it on Prince. No. This is very specific to people that live in Clovis. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, today in the second hour, we're going to be talking about, uh, or well, not talking about, we're going to be going through a list. This comes from allprodad.com, and it's a list of 21 creative consequences. We don't have all 21 here, uh, but these are creative consequences for your children and teens. Uh, we're going to read a few of these, see what we think. So, first off, if timeouts don't work, try a time in. This can be accomplished by sending your child to a designated spot where he must complete a task that has a definite beginning and an end. I do that with Canon all the time. Yeah? Yeah. So that's like, like don't you do like the sentences mm-hmm. thing where they write sentences? Yep. hundred times? Yep. Yeah. It's the I only thing that. that works for Canon. They did that at my school, my, my elementary school. I had to do it maybe three or four times. I hated it. Yeah. That's a terrible punishment. Especially well, if they don't let you do the write one word all the way down thing. Like you have to write each sentence individually. It was a lot easier to, you know, write I, 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 all the way down. Will, See, and will, I'm will, okay will, with will, that. Will, will. I've actually taught that. Canon that trick. Okay, good. Because <laughs> he's still, the whole point of a sentence is to implement that good character trait or whatever yeah. into their brain. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of writing those sentences. And he's going to get, I will not hit my sister in his head. <laughs> yeah, even doing it one word at yeah. a time. Yeah. You're right. <clears throat> it also, like, making them write Bible verses <laughs> in reference to the, the action, that's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. When did you start doing that? Um, when they could start writing okay. effectively. So kindergarten. Okay. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Yep. All right, next one. If you repeatedly open the door to your child's room only to catch them in an act of disobedience, take your child's bedroom door off the hinges. Okay, I'm not for this one. No? I'm really not. Tina did that to Daedra and all the other kids, but it was only when they slammed the door. So that's the thing. You slam the door, you lose your door. Yeah. So if my child goes into their room and is doing something in private, which I have two teenagers now, so... (laughs) Listen, privacy <laughs> is a is a thing in our home, okay? Um, but if they're doing something within their room, that's within their room. Yeah. I often tell Canon or even sometimes Topher, you want to act like that? Go to your room. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Go to your room. Everybody needs somewhere that they can go and vent their frustration Scream and their anger. Into a pillow, you know what I mean? Punch a stuffed animal. <laughs> and our kids have to have that safe space as well. Yeah. And so their room oftentimes is that. Now, my mom, when I slammed the door, my mom would come to the door and very politely open it. My mom was never soft-spoken, was never very gentle. But in this moment, she always was. She'd open it and say, close it again. Mm. And I would slam it with everything in me. And she'd open it again, close it again, slam it again. And she would do that. She would stand there and reopen my door until I would finally close it correctly. So there's another one down the list that says, does your child slam the door when she's angry? Have them open and close the door calmly and completely 100 times. (laughs) That's, yeah. I mean, that would be a lot. I feel like that would be a chore for the adults because you'd have to sit there and count. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and make sure they were doing it correctly. It is. And it would only, like, I can, saying 100 times I feel like is kind of brutal because, I mean, I slammed the door at least three more times before I correctly, because I was still so angry and frustrated, yeah. you know? 
And kids have to have a way of venting <laughs> those things. I'm just telling y'all. They do. Uh, all right. Uh, next one. Adjust bedtimes according to your children's behavior that day. I don't like this one. No? Mainly because having a regular sleep schedule will improve most kids' moods. Yeah. If you're messing with the sleep schedule, even if it's to reward them and let them stay up late, if it's a consistently up and down thing every day, yeah, that's not going to be good for them. Yeah. For their sleep patterns. Yeah. Now, if it's a reward every now and then or once a week or on Fridays, if you were good this week, you can stay up late an extra hour or whatever. Yeah. Then sure, I get that, but... So there are some people who are definitely affected by, you know, you have your people who get hangry. Yeah. And you have your people who are affected by sleep. Right. And Canon and I I love my kid. I really do. He is an amazing kid. He is just the one who we discipline the most. So, you know. Um, I can tell when he's tired, especially when he was like Eli's age. Yeah. If he did not get enough sleep, if he just overexerted himself that day at school or whatever, and he was whiny and cranky and irritable and just an all-around pill, mm-hmm. I would tell him, why don't you go lay down for a little bit? <laughs> and yeah. he will now tell me, I think I'm just tired. Yeah, I think you are. Mm. So he's go, recognizing it at himself. Go lay down. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, like, Daedra's family, they didn't have bedtimes. They said, they told their kids from the beginning that you can stay up as late as you want as long as you keep good grades and you're up for church on Sunday morning. As long as you do those two things, stay up as late as you want. And so, I mean, it worked. Yeah. For them. Yeah. Those three kids did fine with that yeah. system. Joanna is now a night owl. Yeah. Joanna's system's messed up. <laughs> they're, they're a whole family. It's like they, they're up till 3 a.m. They wake up at... at noon the yeah. next day except for matt who's now a teacher and has to go to right. the school system i don't know when matt sleeps honestly because he's still up with them i don't know i don't get it i don't get it they homeschool the kids so yeah so they're able to do that yeah but it's weird oh, you know and here. i am not about to cast a stone because <laughs> i really can't stand the whole like Oh, you're not up at 5 o'clock in the morning. You're lazy. Okay, but you go to bed at 8 o'clock at night, and I'm still awake. So what does that make you? You know, different strokes, people. And see, I'm tired all the time because Daedra's a night owl, and so we put the kids to bed, and they're in bed by 9, 9.30, and she wants to stay up, and we stay up and watch a few shows together, and that's the time that we get to spend together every weekday. Yeah. And so, of course, I'm not going to squelch that, but then I'm up, you know, 5.30 this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just, I just randomly pass out throughout the day. That's just how it goes. <laughs> Every now and then my kids have no supervision because I'm asleep. You know. <laughs> haven't killed each other yet. So. They'll be fine. Uh, let's see. Especially tough but effective correction for teenagers who forget to wear their seatbelts is to add an additional day past their 16th birthday before they can take their driver's test. Dang. <laughs> I like that. I'm glad that none of my kids have an issue with wearing their seatbelts. I am counting down the days until my kid can drive. I've been the terrified one that's like, don't even back out of the driveway. I'm not buckled in yet. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, my kids have said on occasion, geez, mom, really? We got to go. Uh, you've heard the reprimand, hold your tongue, make your child do it literally. Mm. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's disgusting. Noses on knees. If things got too raucous and there was too much fussing between siblings, uh, this person's mom would cry, noses on knees. So you'd have to just bend over. Basically, get in the bomb position that they used to teach in school. You can get under your desk and just scrunch up. You See, I'm, like these are creative discipline techniques, but I'm all about disciplining that has a reason. <laughs> like, you guys are arguing and fighting. Hug each other. Would you do the timeout shirt? two-person shirt <laughs> they have to wear when they were littler i think i probably would have but now i'm just like Mm-mm, hug each other and they squeeze each other and i'm like oh well it's gonna keep you from arguing with your brother next time hug each other uh and i guess uh, i'm re- as i'm reading these again i'm realizing these were like submissions to this website for oh, other okay. people so that's why they're okay stories it seems like uh next time your child forgets to put something away like a video game or sports equipment put it away for him when he asks where it is tell him that you just have to look for it no that's only making my day worse (laughs) (laughs) uh inappropriate noises or volume make them sit down and listen to the barney theme song cassette for 10 minutes oh my gosh (laughs) if your little one gets too hyper come up with a code word to remind him to stop the action without embarrassing him that's, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah. Public situations, that yep. would be great. Watermelon. <laughs> watermelon. Watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. Watermelon! <laughs> uh, if your child likes to stomp off to his room or stomp around in anger, send him outside to the driveway and tell him to stomp his feet for one minute. Same goes for throwing fits. Tell your child to go to her room and continue her fit. She isn't allowed to come out, and she has to keep crying for ten minutes. Okay. Well, <laughs> I said I was all on board, nodding my head yes until that last, <laughs> and she has to keep crying for ten minutes. I send Eli to his room a lot, saying, "Go cry it out in there. Yeah, when you feel better. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> Again, talk. it's their safe space. <laughs> yeah. They should be able to do that." But I never want to invalidate my child's feelings by saying things like, um, if you keep crying, I'll give you a reason to cry, or you don't have a reason to cry, suck it up, or you have to cry for 10 minutes. Right. You know, I don't... Which I'll admit, I have, I struggle with saying like... Sure, because... You don't have a reason to cry right now. We heard it as kids. Yeah. You know? But you're right, and I do try to stop myself from saying stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Another way to handle temper tantrums is simply say, this is too disruptive for this house. You may continue your fit in the backyard. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's a very Duggar saying. This is too disruptive for this house. <laughs> uh, when one of my children are acting disrespectful, disobedient, or defiant, I will instruct him or her to choose a chore from the job jar. And then lastly on this list that I have here, I have a friend whose son's morning chore was to get the pooper scooper and clean up the dog doggy gifts littering the backyard after the boy had completed the task he would be required to run through the yard barefoot just to make sure he got them all yes (laughs) okay so it's just one of the boys chores to clean up the dog poop 
And it always happens that we go out there and we're like, seriously, guys, come back, finish, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to be like, okay, take off your shoes and go run through the backyard. I want you to cover every square inch of the yard. And we don't have a big yard, so it's not going to take long. Do it. Put a blindfold on them. Let's just walk. Let's yes! just walk around. <laughs> totally going to do Let's it. Let's see what we find. Yep. <laughs> We're going to uh, play a little game. <laughs> interesting interesting ways of uh, interesting consequences, I guess. There are definitely some I'll be taking away. Yeah. <laughs> when we come back, we attempt to answer more questions posed by Dax's Dear God, a viral secular song with tough issues and questions for God. Uh, but first, it's time for Love Thy Nerds Critical Hit with Hector Mira. And uh, it's also Indie Music Tuesday, so once Love Thy Nerd's critical hit is over, we will kick off our music break with three songs from bands that you might not have been aware of, but that now this is Hey everyone, this is the Love Thy Nerd Critical Hit. I'm Hector Mirai with Faith and Fandom, and I just wanted to share a quick thought with you. So this past weekend, fans of the series Breaking Bad were given an opportunity to revisit their story after six years of what may arguably be one of the best endings in television history. But the show ended six years ago, leaving a very open-ended statement for what would happen to Jesse Pinkman. One of the show's protagonists or antagonists depends on what day you're looking, I guess. But Jesse is left at the end of Breaking Bad fleeing from all the torture and torment he'd been through. And the movie El Camino, which dropped on Netflix this past weekend, actually picks up right where the show leaves off. And gives us some insight into what happened to Jesse after we ended the show six years ago. Obviously no spoilers here, but it's one of those things. We've spent six years not having any idea how his story ended or what came next. And that's kind of frustrating, but it is nice to actually kind of get an update. But if we're honest, this is basically how we live our lives anyway. Because none of us actually know how our own stories are going to turn out. None of us actually know how long the bad seasons in our lives are going to last or how close we are to actually finding some freedom. In Ecclesiastes 8, verses 6 and 7 says, For there is a time and a way for everything, even when a person is in trouble. Indeed, how can people avoid what they don't know is going to happen? Listen, I'm going to tell you this. If you're in a place where things feel horrible and like they're falling apart... If you're in a place where it seems like you've just been held down for a long time, you honestly don't know what's going to happen. And you honestly don't know how close to a breakthrough you are. So I would just encourage you, hold on. Keep pressing on. Because we can't fully know what our future holds. And as long as we know that there's a God who's actually looking out for us, we know that there's hope and there's a future want you to know that Love Thy Nerd exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors through thoughtful content, relational outreach, and intentional community. Check out our website at lovethynerd.com. 
our thriving Facebook community where you can interact on a daily basis. We have several podcasts, one of which I host, and we're active on all the socials. You can also check me and my book series out over at Faith and Fandom on Facebook. our third hour we're gonna kick off with a little bit of news a sesame street character named carly is about to help young children affected by addiction to realize that they are not alone back in may sesame street introduced the newest muppet carly who is six who had just moved in with a foster family now her storyline is going one step further as audience members learn why she had to stay with uh, her for now family carly's mother is dealing with an addiction and her addiction is a sickness that is not Carly's fault. In the United States, there are nearly 6 million children under the age of 11 living with a parent who has a substance abuse problem. That's why Sesame Street is launching a new parental addiction initiative, Weston said. Awesome sauce. Isn't that great? That is Way to go, Sesame Street. Uh, And I feel like Sesame Street has done this a lot throughout the years, at least at different time periods of breaking the stigma that it's not okay to talk about this stuff with yeah. kids. Yeah. Like when Mr. Hooper died. I think that was like the biggest one, Ooh, the most publicized yeah. one where they talked about death. They didn't yeah. cover it up. They didn't hire a new lookalike actor. He died. And they had an episode about dealing with death. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. Uh, the idea that we can't talk about this stuff with kids is dangerous because we're not preparing them mm-hmm. for that reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Celebrate Recovery has Celebration Place and Celebration Place is not a place where they just go play games and make crafts they learn about the same thing their parents are learning mm-hmm. about but just in a more kid friendly kid appropriate way Right. and that's a fantastic tool I think uh, for teaching them of what's going on and how they can help Yeah. and how they can themselves keep from falling into those same traps Mm-hmm. So this is great. I'm I'm excited to see what it looks like on screen. Um, All right. Well, last week, uh, we talked about this yesterday. Last week, a new music video from the rapper Dax hit the secular music scene, and it quickly got trending and spread uh, virally. uh, We've seen a few other songs of his. He really wears his heart uh, on his sleeve in his lyrics, uh, and that genuine struggle is appealing. Though he is a secular artist, so he's very much explicit in his songs. So this isn't necessarily a song that you'll hear on the station, but it is so focused on faith and spiritual matters. I thought it would be a great idea to go through these lyrics and kind of see, you know, where we stand and if we can answer any of the questions that he might have uh, and that you might have as well. Because I feel like a lot of these are very, very common questions. And we found that out yesterday when we started this, when we went through verse one. 
Uh, so yeah, a lot of these are things that many, many people go through or ask or have a problem with. And the answer to most of yesterday's questions were people suck. <laughs> All these terrible things happen because we are terrible people. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that was a really good way to start the week and, and start a person's Monday because, you know, <laughs> you've spent the whole weekend with your family, well, the mean, people who you yeah. choose to love, and, and then Monday rolls around, you, you got to go to work. With all these and people that you hate. With all these sucky humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stuff you're not going to hear on K-Love, folks. <laughs> we all suck. We all suck. <laughs> but Jesus died for us all. Amen. So. <sighs> Jesus. Just, just spreading that truth. Jesus, the only non-sucky human to ever exist. Hashtag fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so... <laughs> We are. I'm making that my status. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we will be focusing mainly on the faith aspects of the song. There are some race issues that are brought up, but we're going to focus mostly on the faith ones. Uh, we'll pick up where we left off yesterday with the start of verse two. Uh, he says, Dear God, where were you when I needed it? When I messed up and repeated it? When they set the bar and I exceeded it? So where were you when, when I was hurt? Where were you when I was screwing things up and where were you when things were going great essentially right there yeah i mean he never moved he'd been there he'd been there all that time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he loved you the same yes in every instance yeah he loved you the same he hoped uh that you would follow you know his plan for your life in each one of those moments uh he hoped that you would surrender both your pain your failures and your successes at his feet uh, so that he could use them both for his glory and for your progression in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, that's how it is. And I feel like, I feel like that's an easy thing to forget even for believers. Oh, sure. Is that when it's, when there come times of pain or when, especially when I think, especially that middle one, when we feel guilty, when we've messed up, when we feel worthless, that's when we shy away from God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's partially because, uh, you know, we've sort of been conditioned by society and even religion growing up to believe that God is some cosmic cop, you know, up there, cosmic killjoy, who's just out to smite you, you right. know, for messing up. Um but, I mean, at the same time, Adam and Eve reacted that same way. Mm-hmm. They sinned. They realized what they'd done. They went away and hid because mm-hmm. they were afraid. Um, and God's first action after banishing them was an act of love. Mm-hmm. The first sacrifice. He had he killed animals, made them clothes mm-hmm. for them to wear. Um so, I mean, the idea of God wasn't there, it's all internal. It's mm-hmm. all in your own mind. It's yeah. all you you pushing yourself away from God, running away from God mm-hmm. when you should be running to him. And it's always just one step back to him. It's turn around. He's there. He's been there. Exactly. I think <clears throat> that's the hardest part for people to understand is that regardless of how far we run in the opposite direction to turn around, he's, he's right there. Yeah. We don't have to run 
that many feet. That, that distance many, back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, he's there. Yeah. Uh, section two, I remember telling you my goals and my dreams, but you didn't even answer. So I guess you didn't believe in it. I like your answer for this. Yeah. The, 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 the note that I wrote was, were they God's goals and dreams for him? Uh, you know, I'm not, that's not supposed to be a judgmental question. That's really just the question that I would have if someone said that, if, if, if you're pushing your goals and your dreams to God. Are you still listening to what God wants to do with you? And with Are you your taking life? time to pray over those goals and yeah. dreams and, and really allow God to say, yep, that's the direction I'm taking you? Or, nope. <laughs> Something completely different. Stop sign <laughs> in face. And I think that that's a struggle that a lot of people have mm-hmm. because they tend to think that there are two, two gods, I think, that people tend to worship, if you will. And the one God, and they tend to even morph him into the same person, but the one God is the one who is the cop, like you said, who Uh is constantly ready to smite you for your choices and decisions. But at the same time, he's the God who just wants you to be happy and content. (laughs) He wants you to live a good life. He wants you to enjoy everything. Okay. And part of that, part of both instances are true. Yeah. But they are not who God is. Yeah. You know, God wants us to have a good life. He wants us to enjoy the things, the blessings that he's given us. Yeah. But, but within his yeah, exactly his plan. That doesn't mean <laughs> that I get to have a million dollars and drive a Ferrari <laughs> and have the iPhone 11. Just saying. <laughs> that last one seemed a little pointed. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to remind myself. I don't need the iPhone 11. That's not God's plan for me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So the last, the next one, not the last one. Next one says, I remember sitting with a gun to my head, trying to ask you for some help, but I guess you didn't believe in it. I mean, he's still here. Having been, you know, I'm someone that has been in a, a situation where I, nearly tried to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think it would have been a successful attempt. No. I'm pretty sure I would have just wound up seriously really hurting in yourself. hospital. Yeah. Uh, but I did sit there when I was 13 thinking I was going to do this. Yeah. And phone rang. Scared me. Made me drop the, the knife and never picked it up again. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was God intervening in the situation. Yeah. So, in this instance, which I fully believe is an actual thing that happened mm-hmm. to him, mm-hmm. if he was sitting with a gun to his head, You'd be what dead. stopped him? Yeah. Exactly. What stopped him? Yeah. It's not going to be God sending a literal angel down to grab the gun, wrestle it from your hand. God is going to use whatever he's got on that earth around mm-hmm. him to stop him, whether mm-hmm. that be somebody else intervening, somebody calling Helping him recall a memory or a reason to stick around, mm-hmm. or even just making him too afraid to do it—that's mm-hmm. God. Yeah, <laughs> that could very well have been God's intervention. Yeah, the fact that he is, and you know, like you said, uh, we have to read these lyrics and believe that this is an actual instance and ha- yeah. that happened. And I read these lyrics and think, well, it's also quite possible that some 
many of these are his struggles, but some of these are also someone very close to him who struggled, you know? Um, And he's just putting it all into one song, if Mm -hmm. you will. Um, But like you said, if he is still able to write these lyrics and sing this song, then God was there in some way, shape, or form Mm -hmm. because he didn't follow through with what he intended to do by putting that gun to his head. Now, there are many people that do follow through every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that doesn't necessarily mean that God wasn't there either. Exactly. But it does mean that they were weren't listening for him you know what i mean they weren't they weren't looking for that that escape right uh, from their decision to do this they were looking for the ultimate escape from life yeah uh and which we, is heartbreaking to be in yeah mental health is a real struggle and mm-hmm. there's many topics that we've discussed yeah over what the four years that we've done not the radio but yeah has it been all, three all years? the it's been coming we're, up we're coming up on five See? Soon. See? Yeah. So I guarantee you, if you like somehow search mental health within back row, you'll find tons of yeah. topics where we, <laughs> we touch on that. Yeah. But to me, that plays a much bigger role than whether or not God was there. Yeah. Uh, the next question or next section says, uh, I don't want religion. I need that spirituality. I don't want a church. I need people to call a family. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I feel you, brother. Yeah, you talked about this yesterday with the, the religion aspect. Is I mean, religion in itself is not bad. Right. Religion is, is, is actually very good. It's where we get most of our traditions. It's where a lot of our doctrine is found and supported and built upon. Mm-hmm. But we have taken religion and weaponized it so much, even within our own churches, mm-hmm. that it has become something that is undesirable in many people's eyes. Yeah. Spirituality, on the other hand, has an equal danger on the opposite end of to being too broad mm-hmm. and not focused enough on the doctrines that need to be true, mm-hmm. such as salvation by grace through faith and stuff like that, that uh, that's also a slippery slope to get into on either side. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, yes, what you need is a relationship with Christ. That's that's what you need above religion above spirituality itself you need a focused personal real actual relationship with the savior of the universe um and then when it comes to i don't want a church i need people to call a family that's what church is supposed to be and that's what church is so often not Mm -hmm. and we talk about that a lot too because we wear masks we keep ourselves isolated because we don't want to be vulnerable but the whole idea, uh, James 5.16, I think it is, you know, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the mindset that we're supposed to come into it. And from that would spring community, would spring family, would spring this closeness. I talked about this the other day with somebody about the time that when we were all working in CR and we all decided that we would do that step study together. Mm-hmm. The the very the step study, for those of you who don't know in CR, the step study is a more in-depth uh task that you do when you're going through the 12 steps and celebrate recovery uh that very pointed questions very uh deep emotional answers often and you're expected to share these within Mm -hmm. the group and so that can be terrifying a lot of people don't make it through the study Mm -hmm. usually half or more quit before the study's over because it's too much 
and it often takes like six months or more depending on the size of the group but we decided to do it uh, as a group so there was uh, i believe five or six couples of us and then mm-hmm. one one single not yeah. she wasn't single but she was all the single it. ladies all <laughs> the single. but yeah we did this and we did the whole thing and there were some days where it was a lot tougher than others yeah but we came out of that Knowing so much more about each other, caring so much more about each other, mm-hmm. being able to understand uh, their trigger triggers and their struggles and and you know why they've come to believe certain things about themselves mm-hmm. and others and and how we can help them in any situation and guard them and protect their hearts and mm-hmm. protect themselves because we're a family now mm-hmm. and that's what families do. It's that kind of openness that we need in churches, uh, why we need small groups, why we need uh, opportunities to be vulnerable and real and then personally responsible responsibility wise we need to do that yeah open up be willing to open up and vulnerable uh when it's safe to do so Mm -hmm. uh and i think you'll find exactly what you're looking for then Mm -hmm. but i think churches are just struggling more and more with that lately i feel like it's gotten a lot worse in the last few years i don't know if that's just me or if i'm just widening my perception a bit or seeing more from other churches uh, and my home church. I feel like my home church is finally starting to combat that because I think that rose just in the last few years, mm-hmm. last two years maybe. It's tough. And it sneaks in so easily in churches yeah. too. You don't really notice it happening until mm-hmm. suddenly nobody's really friends anymore. Yeah. You're just there for church. It's like school. Yeah. <laughs> it's a requirement, an assignment. You do your work and you go home. Yeah. And you know, just, even though, yeah. like, I don't mean to cut you off. No, I'm sorry. Fine. I was waiting for you to. Okay. <laughs> keep that in mind next time. Um, it, it This line to me seems so out of place for the whole song. Yeah. And here's why. Because he talks about... All the times that he's been hurt and he's been let down and people have hurt him. But he wants a family. Yeah. He wants people. And that, to me, I can relate to. I can, you know, being a military spouse and not ever living in the same state or same town as our biological family, we've always had to make a family everywhere that we've gone. You know, we've had to... Our kids have had to kind of adopt those aunts and uncles and those grandparents and those cousins. And um, we've had a really amazing time at doing that. But guess what? They're people. Yeah. And ultimately, at some point, in some way, shape or form, people are people and they will let you down. Yep. They are never going to measure up to exactly what you want and what you hope for because they are people. Yeah. You know? And so while I fully, totally understand that need of a family wanting to have those people around you that are going to be there for you no matter what i also just want to be like nope i don't want anybody i just want jesus (laughs) give me my husband give me my kids give me jesus that's all i need yeah you know and even my husband and my kids are going to let me down at some point they just will but it is what it is yeah I, that, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Next line. Section five. Uh, I don't want to tell my sins to another sinner just because he's got a robe and he went to some academy. 
Uh, so this seems more like a Catholic focus. I don't know if he grew up Catholic, if he considers himself a, uh, health, uh, himself a Catholic or not. Yeah. Uh, but like I just, you know, I just said, James 5.16, confess your sins to each other, pray for each other so that you may heal. You're supposed to tell it to another sinner. But both of you are supposed to say, express, mm-hmm. you know, your struggles. It's not, I don't think it was ever supposed to be set up the way the Catholic Church does it with, you know, you go into a confessional and talk to a priest that you can't see. And he gives you five gives you Hail Marys. Yeah. <laughs> Some form of absolution. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's not really how it's laid out in the Bible. It's laid out in the Bible as like we were talking about with the last section of a family of a church family where you're supposed to be with other believers being open and honest about your struggles so that they can help you. That's where the healing begins in mm-hmm. this community. Yeah. Uh, you go to God for, for grace and forgiveness. You go to, your church body, your church family, to start the healing process. And it was never meant for those people who you confide in to then use it as a weapon to right. use against you. And I that's think that, not what the purpose is. Yeah, and I think that's a natural uh, thing when y'all are both sharing your stuff. Right. You don't become it doesn't become a weapon at that point because you're both sharing your stuff. Well the last part of the verse is so that you may heal. Yeah. I have never heard of someone healing by being pierced in the right. in the back, in the heart, in the whatever. Absolutely. By a weapon. Yeah. That's that's just not what the Bible instructs us to do. Right. So again, this is another reason why I really like Celebrate Recovery because I feel like that's one of the main reasons it works. Yeah. Because that's how you come in. It's so refreshing to be able to walk into church and know that I can be open here because. Everybody here knows that they're messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and admits it freely. Yeah. They introduce themselves by saying the stuff that they struggle with. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful to me. Hi, my that's name is I'm Megan. Look. I'm yes. a grateful believer in Jesus and I suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, yeah. I yeah. So I understand. I understand that you don't want to tell it to another sinner for those reasons. So don't for those reasons. Right. Tell it to someone just like you. Level playing field, and you know, it should be an expected thing as a community between everybody. Yeah. Ideally, again, we're talking about an ideal world, but people suck. So, who knows? Yeah. Last section we're going to talk about today. He says, "I don't want to read it in a book. I want to hear it from you." Yeah. So we t- I, I alluded to this yesterday. Right. This is the most dangerous line I think he says. If the book he's talking about is the Bible. True, because he's completely dismissing the Bible. Which is how we hear from God. Yeah. I mean, it is the literal living word of God. Yeah. And so if if he doesn't, if he's saying here, which it's not clear because he says a book, it could be, he could be talking about self-help books, he could be talking about anything else. But if this book he's talking about is the Bible and the lyric, that is the most dangerous thing and that's going to keep him from getting answers that he wants, I think. Absolutely. So if that is your mindset, if you don't want to ever pick up the Bible uh, for one reason or another, but you want spiritual answers, you want God's answers, that's where you need to start. Mm -hmm. And I know it'll be, it's confusing picking up the Bible. You don't want to start at page one and you don't know where to look. I get that too. Find some guidance. Google it. Google is a massive resource now for Bible study. (laughs) It (laughs) is. Finding verses and sections about talking about where you... Uh, specific things that you want to learn about or questions to have answered. Um, 
get a study Bible. That helps too, finding mm-hmm. specific things with a, a topic concordance and all that kind of stuff. But once you get around the fear of learning how to navigate the Bible, it's a massive resource, mm-hmm. both in the how-tos, the what-to-dos, the what-not-to-dos. And it's not just like a cosmic rule book either. It's It's got stories of a bunch of sucky people who God still chose to use. Mm-hmm. True story. And I think that's what a lot of people have qualms with the Bible about. It's like, well, people in the Bible did this, this, and this. Like, yeah. That's not saying that it was good. Yeah. <laughs> That's saying that in spite of all that stuff, God was able to use them for something good. Was able to help them overcome that or get past that or put that behind them or repent from that or redeem themselves mm-hmm. through Jesus Christ. Yep. To do something better. It's yes. all about being better. So, yes, please pick up the book. Uh, we will tackle the last bit of the song tomorrow, but for now. That's uh, all we got. We're going to take a break. We'll be back at the top, or no, at the bottom of the hour for our farewell. Stick around. Dance Party. Two hours of the best Christian dance, electronic, and EDM. Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on Radio. morning show on this tuesday we are closing out the show here's your bible verse and thought for the day bible verse is proverbs 15 23 a person finds joy in giving an apt reply and how good is a timely word and our thought for the day comes from robbie zacharias conviction and compassion aren't what is that word antithetical antithetical (laughs) now i feel really stupid uh conviction and compassion aren't antithetical to each other an opinion is something you hold a conviction is something that holds you Ooh. (laughs) thank you for joining us today we're here every monday through thursday 7 a.m eastern 4 a.m pacific with an encore at 10 eastern and 7 pacific podcast available on backrowradio.com itunes no not itunes apple podcasts uh (laughs) gonna have to really fix myself from saying that Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube. Go find it. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio. And to join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, just go to brbchurch.com. 
If you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. We have a lot of things we would love to do. And uh, one way we could do that is, you know, you helping us financially. <laughs> so if you have a buck or two to throw at us every month, one coffee, uh, triple scoop ice cream cone a month, which we think we rounded out at about six and a half dollars. Send it our way instead. <laughs> hey, Android users. Are you listening? Do you have an Android? Pay attention. Because it's time to download <laughs> our brand new app and replace that old one on your phones. Go to the Play Store and search Back Row Radio. Both apps are probably going to still show up, but look for the one with Trip, our ice cream cone mascot, on the icon. That's the new one. And iPhone users, the app should be available for you soon as well, hopefully before the end of the month. But for now, you can still use the old app. That's it for the show. Mo, what's the final word? Hey, be like April. Be a Patreon. Member. Oh, gosh, that was a that was a callback to three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Lots happened since then, Mo. <laughs> hey, I followed it up. It just took everybody a minute just like it did you. Wait a minute, huh? That's it for our Tuesday show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.